Well, the field uh, starting to get a little bit uh, smaller um, by the week, I guess, in the race for the White House. Ten weeks is all Scott uh, Walker could muster in his bid for the White House. And I think what's most stunning about this is that he'd gone from a GOP frontrunner to essentially 1%. Washington insider Jamie Dupree is here. I mean, could you feel that when he announced in mid-July? No, no. I, I Listen, I thought 10 weeks ago today when I was there outside Milwaukee that uh, Scott Walker would be a force in the race. But here was something that uh, that I noticed. He was very disciplined in his stump speech, but he was not disciplined in the day-to-day operations of the campaign. He, he focused too much on, on what I would call the sort of day-to-day ups and downs of the news, uh, Rich. You know, uh, and, and those shiny metal objects off on the side got too much of his attention and didn't focus on his message. He also built up a huge staff operation that acted he acted like he was already the GOP nominee and in the end he couldn't raise the money to pay for that in 10 weeks he supposedly was already over $100,000 in debt Mm. his two debate performances sort of eh uh, you could tell last week after the debate in the spin room in the Reagan library that he was hurting and the reporters knew it who maybe helped the most do you think You know, Ted Cruz in some ways in Iowa, uh, but also I think it opens things up a little more for Marco Rubio, maybe for Jeb Bush, and a little for Governor John Kasich of Ohio. Think of it now in the Midwestern primaries. Walker isn't there. There's no dominant Midwesterner. That's Mm. an opening for the governor of Ohio. But I also think it's a much better opening for Rubio. We'll have to see. And, uh, you know, certainly uh, Ted Cruz, I think, uh, can now move into a bit better slot in Iowa. But he's been held back uh, like everybody else has by the guy named Donald Trump. Yeah, which leads us into the immigration talk. And it could certainly become an even bigger issue if the numbers keep on going. This surge of kids and families coming across the southern border this summer. Yeah, remember we had this big rush a few years ago and uh, we had it again last year. Well, the numbers this year are well behind where they were last year. Last year, So we can't really call it a surge. But there was an unexpected jump in the number of families and unaccompanied children coming across the southern border in July and then a big jump in August. Uh, the reason? The Obama administration really didn't have one to offer to reporters mm. yesterday. So it's unclear why we're seeing this surge. Usually in August, they, the weather gets too hot. The numbers go down. It did not happen this year. Let's see what else bubbles up to the surface today. I know the Pope arrives a little bit later today from Cuba in the afternoon. I'm sure you'll have some updates uh, there throughout the day. Absolutely. And everybody getting ready. In fact, federal government workers here in D.C., Rich, are being urged to work from home huh. three days this week to avoid all the gridlock. The Pope's going to be at the White House in the morning in order for me to get to work. I think I'm going to leave about three tomorrow morning <laughs> because that's how many roads are closed and how difficult wow. it's going to be. Our Washington insider, Jamie Dupree, great analysis from D.C. as always.